Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode with Jackie Sanders. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine, and today I am spending some time with my friend, Amanda Hill. How are you today, Amanda? Jackie, any day that involves spending time with you is a good day, so I am excellent. And this was just total spontaneity. I mean, we didn't even have this on the schedule an hour and a half ago. Nope. I was walking the dog around the block and you said, hey, when do you want to go? And I was like, oh my gosh, I got time this afternoon. Let's make it happen. Let's do this. So today we're going to talk about lead shielding for dental x-rays. You recently wrote an article that was published in the November-December issue of RDH Magazine And you are getting a lot of comments back from our readers, which is always awesome to hear about. So tell me what kind of things you are hearing. You know, it's I think it's pretty fascinating when people do resonate with an article, you know, and so to hear kind of what opinions are coming back. And some are like, oh, my gosh, this is great. This is exciting. And some are like, "Uh, no, like I don't. I'm not letting go of my lead apron. It's almost like it's like your your whoopee, your like security blanket. Like I'm never gonna let you go, buddy. And and change is really hard. But I will say I'm I'm actually Jackie very proud of this article. Um, that I, you know sometimes when I write articles, I I put in my opinion and my feelings. Like I I stuck to the facts on this one. Like I worked really hard to do a lot of research from a lot of organizations with people that are really smart and understand. You know radiation and things like that. And so this is a very, very fact-based article that that does change the way we practice and change is very hard. And so what I've heard from some people is, I there's no way, I'm not changing it. I don't have time to explain to patients why I'm making the change. And so it's just easier to put on the lead apron. And then I have others that are like, oh, this is great. This is one less thing that I have to do. Um, and so it, it's interesting that that there's such a difference in feeling about this. Sure, sure. And I, you know, I think in our profession, it's always valuable to take a second look at what we were taught. You know, has it has it changed since I learned this? And we know that this is a profession of continual change. And if we're not staying up on top of the things going on, our patients are going to be coming to us about it. Because I guarantee our patients are going to read something in Reader's Digest and said, hey, did you know this? <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, heck, when I go for my mammogram now, I don't get a lead apron anymore. Mm-hmm. And I even chatted with her about that at my last mammogram. I was like, hey, do you know, do you get pushback from patients? What do they say? And she's like, no, we just explained that, you know, where the beam is, is that, you know, it's no longer needed. And that, in fact, it sometimes gets in the way. And that's really the argument. One of the arguments here that I, I put in the in the article was that sometimes our lead aprons actually get in the way. Have you ever had your thyroid collar, like, you know, block off yep. the apices, you know, of, of the mandibular roots? Or interestingly enough, all of our, um, the majority of our current x-ray technology news ones have a dosimeter in them. And if that x-ray beam senses 
the sense is something more dense, like a larger patient or a smaller patient, right? We used to kind of, we used to dosage for that. Well, now that our machines do that automatically, well, if they catch a smidgen bit of that lead apron, they're going to say, oh, that's a denser patient. I must use more radiation. And so there's an actual chance that we're giving more radiation to a patient if if the lead apron isn't placed exactly properly. And we all know, I mean, as much as I want to pretend like I'm perfect, I don't always (laughs) get it right. So that's kind of the argument for the why not just use it anyway. There are a couple reasons why, why not? Like, is, you know, is it always benefiting patients? Yeah. And, you know, thinking ahead, like you said, this, this article was written very evidence-based fact. You did a lot of research. You actually called some companies, some facilities, some, the government of your I state. called my state. <laughs> I called my state dental board, who then referred me to my state office of radiologic health. Because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, just totally fact-based. And my state radiologic health board, my state hasn't changed its stance on lead aprons. But what they did say when talking to them was, well, as long as the beam doesn't contact, there doesn't directly cross gonadal tissues, which, okay, we're not, or thyroid. And I said, well, it's kind of close to the thyroid when we're taking x-rays. And she's like, no. She's like, is it directly crossing? And I was like, no, it's not directly crossing. She's like, okay, then you get to make the judgment call. But one thing she did point out in my state, if you are using a handheld x-ray device, you must, you, the the user, the operator, you must wear a lead apron because of your constant exposure. So we consider our patient's exposure, you know, limited kind of that one time, but you're getting it every day. And so Regardless of what we learned in the beginning with some of those handheld devices, now they're saying that in my state that the user, the operator, must wear a lead apron. So there is there is one thing positive that came from that that we didn't know. So so there's your there's your next article, Amanda. <laughs> right. Like, there are, we you, go. are you using a handheld and not being uh, covered? But, exactly. Um, so did you think that you'd get this kind of pro and, and con comments back on this article? You know, I ended the article with, uh, you know, kind of that conversation around, you know, if, if your patients still insist on a lead apron or if you still just can't, you know, get your head around it. it, it I, I want you to think about if you start to get in the in the in the state where, you know, sometimes you're using it and sometimes you're not using it, you could then be showing your patients kind of inconsistent care. And so right. I, I think, yes, I, I thought perhaps people would have a hard time with change. I mean, we all kind of do. Right. But the idea being like, I, I want you to almost embrace this change and be like, oh my gosh, that is one less thing I have to leave my op and go get. That's one less thing I have to remember to disinfect, right? Yeah. That's one less thing I, I we have to remember how old is our lead apron, you know, because they don't last forever, people. Um, the lead does degrade. It? Right. Are you folding it? All of those things. And so instead of thinking it as like, oh, change is hard. Think of it as, oh my gosh, I just took one thing off your plate, right? Yeah. And I, I don't even look at it as, as change or, well, because obviously I haven't been in the clinic for a long time, but I look at it as having that additional bit of knowledge and education if my patient were to come in and question me about it. Yeah. So I, I um, always recommend we stay one step ahead of our patients because they're reading this stuff and, and oftentimes they find out before we do. So kudos to you for embracing this. So if you had one comment that really stuck out, pro, what what would that one comment be that you got this week? 
Um, you know, I don't know if this is a pro comment, but I just got an email from a dental hygienist and I thought it was a great question. She's like, you know, sometimes I use the lead apron when patients are cold or I'll just leave it on. She's like, it's, is that bad? How does the lead work? Like, will radiation seep out of the apron onto my patient? And I was able to assure her, no, actually, absolutely not. It, that will not happen. That, you know, the, the lead just kind of holds onto it and deactivates it. But, you know, over time, our lead aprons do wear down. So there was a lot of questions that came up. I did get an email from the National Council on Radiation, their chair. Um, nice. To, yeah, to let me know that they are working really hard on publishing some new fact-based data for clinicians to be able to have more data, to feel more comfortable about not using the lead apron because she knows this is really hard. And one of the things that was in the article that I really loved, and I encourage readers to go look it up, is um, there's a FAQ on the American Association of Physicists in Medicine. And they actually have an FAQ on like how to talk to your patients about this switch, like the question and how you can answer it. And it was a really helpful PDF that you can download, but that's part of the Community Advances in Radiation and Education for Shielding. It's called CARES. And what they're, this whole group is trying really hard to just really help educate around radiation and, and how, it's, how it has changed over time. And so these are really great resources for you as a clinician to look at and figure out how you can have those conversations in, in a really intelligent way. Yeah. So tell me again who that was, the American Association of Physicists? Physicists in Medicine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's a great PDF that they have that does, you know, when your patients ask you these questions, well, why now? What's changed? And they have some really great answers for how to talk to your patients about that. Well, yeah. Even if you can just repeat that and say that, that makes you, it makes you feel a little bit more confident about what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Sure feels smart. Of course. You know, Amanda, 10 minutes always goes way, way, way too fast for you and I, but I just really wanted to jump on today and because like you said, you're getting a lot of comments. You're probably going to be getting a lot more. We'll probably be able to have another podcast. But I wanted to share this with our listeners so they know what's going on, that it is evidence-based, that it is fact-related, it is the, our future. It's just how we're going to embrace it and how our patients are going to embrace it. Anything you want to say wrapping up? Yeah. One on. last thing is make sure that you check with your state, like I checked with my state. Just because this is the current guidance and I gave lots of, you know, groups and organizations, double check with what your state laws are. We all know that our states are not always the most up to date and quick to change their guidance and regulations. So I don't want anybody to get in trouble based upon what you read. Um, So make sure you check to see what the regulations are for your state or your facility. Perfect. Great. Okay. Well, until we uh, have another topic that we need to discuss and share... Have a great holiday season. When this actually airs, we'll be looking into going into our new year. So I look forward to spending the new year with you and seeing what kind of information we're going to cover next year. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be fun. It will. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Have a great day. And to our listeners out there, thank you for spending this time with Amanda Hill and I. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.